you know, you don't want to just like, that's how you get the hemorrhoids. <laughs> Relax and breathe, Heather. Let it all in. Okay. Are you recording? I, I, I actually recorded on the, yeah, the anal sex joke. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Super exciting. Okay. I'm so <laughs> excited. Okay. Wait. Oh, I just went full Valley Girl. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> wow. Get my brain Is back. that what they sound like? Uh, uh, the Encino ones, yeah. Uh, 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 okay, here we go. There's a good chance, Heather, I hope mm-hmm. at least, that on May the 4th... Be with you. I'm going to be at Batu. <gasps> what? Because Disneyland is reopening April 30th, and hopefully by then I'll get the fucking vaccine. And, you know, May the 4th is obviously May the 4th, so, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, get your shit together now, girl, because there's there's a delay. Like, I got my first shot, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they can take, uh, you know, 30, 40 days to try and get me my second one. Because I got, I heard, I got the Moderna. So yeah. You got my, the really good one, apparently. I, I got I don't care which one I get. I just want a shot. I just want my immunocompromised ass with like some level of protection, please. Yeah. I'm like not even picky about the brand name. Just fucking put it in my body. God. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, the Johnson Johnson one, even though I know it's less effective than the other two, <laughs> it's like it's one shot, so it's kind of appealing, you know? Well, it's more effective at other things. Like, like aspirin. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It doesn't prevent you from getting it. It just prevents you from going to the hospital with it. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a weird shot. It is definitely a level of protection. If that's the only one you can get your hands on, then get it. Mm-hmm. Get get vaccinated. If you can hear the sound of my voice, get vaccinated. For the love of God, it's the only way we're going to get rid of this. Saying, throwing it out there, and that whole concept hits different for today's episode. Yeah. This whole, the whole plot line of the episodes that we're talking about today, it hit, it hit a lot different than it did the first time I watched this. Let me tell you what. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So it was kind of awkward. I was watching, when did I watch the first episode? No, I watched both episodes uh, last Wednesday. So two days ago mm-hmm. for recording. Yeah. And that coincided with on my Facebook, like I bought when, when lockdown started coming down, I bought a new TV. I bought mm-hmm. a, a bunch of video games, uh, specifically an, uh, Animal Crossing. You know, <laughs> I all these posts I was writing like, "Oh, gee, I, I hope I get to see my friends in August." You know, stuff like that. And cute, uh, cute, cute, cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, these episodes hit differently for me too, yeah. but I also don't like just to put it all out there up front. You know. I also don't like the story of either one of these episodes. What? It didn't feel like Star Wars to me. And we'll we'll and we'll talk about We'll get that. into it. Yeah, we'll get into we should, it. We should intro the show. Yeah, sure. Hey, okay, cool. <clears throat> but happy coronavirus no, no, no. anniversary, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> happy plague anniversary to you. All right. <laughs> uh so on that note, hi everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie, I'm the woman half of the show. And um yeah, I'm just 
going to try really hard not to sniffle my way through this entire episode because allergies are fun. What have you got going on, my friend? <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris. I'm that gay man. And Steph, I am not training him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for the accent. That was good times. <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do a Rex without the, the accent, so... Well, yeah, no, you have to. Yeah, no. You absolutely uh-huh. have to. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so if you are uh, jo- just joining us, let me tell you. Uh, what we're doing with this podcast is we are watching the entire Star Wars visual media library in chronological order, which means that today we are nearing the end of Clone Wars Season 1, and we are going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 17, Blue Shadow Virus, and episode 18, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Ooh, which makes no sense as an episode name. Ooh. Okay. I mean, no, it did, but we'll get to it. Uh, <clears throat> so we, it's just, it's very literal. That's all. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Super literal. But before we get into talking about uh, the episodes, I have a fan question for us. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. This, this one comes to us from TikTok. So TikTok is a thing, guys, and we're on it. Uh, look us up at Dark Side Divas. We're so funny. Um, anyway, a fan has asked us a question. Are you ready? Are you braced? Here I'm, we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. If you guys could have a position in the Empire, what position would you have? And this particular fan says that they would want to be an ISB agent. Not 100% sure what that is. Oh, but, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so certainly not Admiral or Grand Admiral, especially if a certain Lord Vader is on the fucking ship. <laughs> the mortality rate seems high. Yeah. Really uh, high. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. You know, I would rather I would rather it be something very lame. Like I would ra- I I would want to be uh, Palpatine's head chef. You know. <laughs> you know. Make sure when you cook the food, don't let any of it touch on the plate. He doesn't like that. <laughs> just give him, get him one of those trays like from a daycare with little individual pockets on it yeah he likes order you know <laughs> but I, uh, honestly i if i were imperial anything it would not be in the military it would probably be a bureaucrat or a politician of some sort and it mm-hmm. would be in the core worlds because at least in the core worlds the Empire was really nice to those systems uh well until operation cinder but well, yeah. but but uh, yeah, uh, I I would never be anything awesome because I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a certain level beyond which, if you rise, you you rise to the attention of the Force users in charge of the Empire, and you're going to die if you do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is. I feel like the Empire is a really great environment for mid-level bureaucrats and below. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, I don't, I don't know what position I would want to have in the Empire. Probably, uh, a citizen who would then, <laughs> after Operation Cinder, become radicalized and join the resistance. So that's how that would go for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how. Uh, so hey, thank you, uh, for the question. I don't remember your username, but love ya. And, uh, and maybe I'll pull this clip and put it into a video to respond to you if I can figure out how to do that on TikTok. I'm old, so that's a learning curve. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any, any feedback, anything like that from your end? Uh, 
Well, I was late putting our last episode up, so I don't have any feedback for the last episode. So we'll probably get to that. Uh, get to that next one. Um, I uh, I still have uh, I still have a few of you asking about other Star Wars stuff. Just a reminder: we're going to do Clone Wars, and you know we may we may take a detour from time to time, but we're we're really focused on doing this shit in order. Uh, and part of that is because we want to encourage. There's a lot of y'all that haven't actually watched Clone Wars before, right. and you love Star Wars. Yeah. And not every, I'll, I'll be honest, not every Clone Wars episode is a home run. And we'll be talking yeah. about two of those no, non-home runs right now. Uh, <gasps> <gasps> uh, but yeah, you know, uh, one one request I got, Steph, was uh, discussing uh, the What If Episode 9, uh, the, the infamous, uh, what is his name, Colin Fever. Whatever is the director's what name. What are you saying right now? The guy that was originally going to do episode nine, who wrote this really horrible fucking script that makes absolutely no fucking sense, and now every oh. single fanboy in the world wants this movie to get made for reasons okay. I have no idea why. I I actually have never. I mean, I've I heard a rumor about it at some point, but then I ignored it because like that's not the movie we got. So I, yeah. I imagine somebody better at making movie making decisions than me decided not to do it but uh are you wanting to like sit down and do a live reading of parts of this oh fuck no well no there there are so many because uh, i think we should there are so many horrible fanboys that have made you know comic book youtube videos of what what was on the script so you don't have to read the horrible fucking script you can just watch the horrible fucking 10 minute youtube video uh and yeah but would they do it with mockery in their heart because that's how we'd do it Mm. Yeah, I can't mock. I can't mock uh, Kylo or Ray right now. So maybe, oh. maybe in a few years. Oh. But, okay, okay, okay. I'm very protective of the uh, newer Star Wars characters because there's so many mm. uh, toxic fans that are like Ray is stupid and Finn is stupid. Oh, right. That's and I, and bullshit. I, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna bullshit. I know exactly why people don't like them. It's because the color of the skin or their gender, uh, and right. that's what it is. Because uh, they're fucking fantastic characters, uh, right? And and when when an argument against a character is rooted in misogyny or racism, you don't have to listen to it because it's exactly. stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, there is a there is a script for a, a different episode nine called Duel of the Fates. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, what an original a, name! Yeah, uh, it, it it hits on all of the issues I I, I have with these two episodes that we're going to be talking about. As in, it's not it was. It was not written by people who like Star Wars, and so you hmm. have a lot of different sci-fi elements being brought into a Star Wars universe, but uh-huh. it is not a Star Wars story. It is a load of crap and bullshit. Okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Okay, okay, okay. So, um, Lynn, let's go ahead and jump into it. So, the first episode that we're talking about is episode 17, Blue Shadow Virus. And the Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the show is, fear is a disease, hope is its only cure. Or a vaccine. (laughs) Or prevention, or wash your hands, or don't unleash mad German scientists on the galaxy. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Any hoodle. Do you have the announcer bit? Yeah, I do. I was like, I was like, is it my turn yet? Okay, here yes, we go. Yes, bitch. God. Uh, battle droids on Naboo. As the Separatist mm-hmm. Rebellion rages through the galaxy, even peaceful planets are threatened. 
Following the discovery of Separatist droids wandering the grassy wasteland, Naboo is once again on high alert. Fearing their home is facing another evasion, Senator Amidala and Representative Binks race to Naboo to assess the situation. Meanwhile, near the Gungan swamplands, an even graver threat is about to be discovered. Is the the first the first scene like one of the first scenes is uh, is Peppy Bow right? No, uh, it uh, uh, Padme and uh, Jar Jar fly oh, into right, 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 the Naboo, right. uh, <laughs> the Naboo Hainer, and at which point Padme and Queen Niutini, Niutni, Niutni, Niutni. Okay, okay. Uh, Padme and Queen Niutni have a wig off. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're wearing. <laughs> Well, for one thing, God bless Padme. She is suns out, abs out. Yeah. She's like, look upon my toned midsection. And I'm like, good for you, ma'am. Mm. Absolutely. If I felt like doing a sit-up ever in my life, then, you know, I'd be showing off the results too. Congratulations. You're doing great, honey. But here's the thing. Okay, so this is Queen Neutney. Uh Do we have any idea? I, I couldn't find it because I didn't look very hard. How long... Uh, the tenure of a Naboo queen is because it, it was Queen Jamila not that long ago in episode two. Well, maybe she wasn't very popular and she got voted out. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, so I I remember, I think it's eight years because uh, they say that thing, there's that line in Attack of the Clones where, is it Anakin or Obi-Wan? I don't remember which Jedi it was, but they were t- saying, I even heard they were trying to ratify the Constitution to get you to stay for longer than eight years. Mm, there you go. That could yeah. be it. <clears throat> which, like, okay. So, it is, yeah, we've got a brand new queen, Queen Neutney, which kind of highlights for me how fucking fuzzy the timeline is. Yeah. For all of this, because, like, Canonically, the Clone Wars, the entire thing from the Battle of Geonosis until the shit goes down in at the end of Revenge of the Sith, that whole thing lasts three years, which is no time. I mean, blink your eyes, boom, it's been three fucking years. I mean, I blinked and I've been in quarantine for a year. Like, it just, it's yeah. no time at all. And yeah. like, but clearly... There was a there was a massive aging up done on Anakin because we end episode two and he's still like a, a pimply faced Padawan who's getting married too goddamn young. And but oh, then we na- start. Na- OK, now we now we're going to bring that up. God, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? No, we've talked about it before. What do you mean? Yeah. Now, did we did we specifically say they got married too young? I, I, I feel like that was the least of our concerns at the time. <laughs> I, think we fo- I think we focused on the fact that he was a ma- he was a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was a he was a mass murderer uh, yeah. and also a stalker and also mm-hmm. emotionally abusive. All yeah. of those things. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a, a few f- other focus points that we. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like Padme, I get it. You're ten years older than him, and you and it's nice to ten years, just a few years. I don't know. She's the older woman, and she wanted a boy toy. And like, you could do worse than somebody who's been trained at the Jedi Academy. They're very fit. However, this particular boy is a hot mess. Anyway, they got married, but then somewhere in between Episode Two and the start of the Clone Wars, he grew up. He's a grown ass man at the Battle of Christosis, where we start off this entire series. And they got a better director. I mean, what? what? And his hair grew what? out. Like I'm just talking. I'm just talking about Anakin. I know. Uh, 
and, and like he's an adult. And so like for the purposes of Clone Wars, they had to jump him up a little bit in age. Yeah. And which fine, but it just it just fucks with me that we're expected like as as we watch this show unfold, uh Ahsoka grows up. Yeah. Com- like to into a young adult by the end of season 7, which is supposed to have happened within 3 years of her being 14. Uh, at the beginning of this series. So like the, the timeline is super dumb. Like the, I can't, I can't ascribe to subscribe to the three year timeline. That just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is weird, and we've talked about this before and how we, you know, we said some episodes look better than others. Mm-hmm. I do think these, ne- th- these episodes don't look that great. The facial expressions on a lot of the characters uh, look really bad, especially uh, especially on Ahsoka. So you know that was very distracting too. Yeah, she does a lot of uh, uh, shady smiling, mm-hmm. where it. I mean, it looks like a really bitchy smile, but I think it's just because it. She's only smiling with her mouth, and that's an animation issue. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I think they they blew a lot of their animation. Uh, Bandwidth for this episode. Bandwidth. Did you hear that? <laughs> Speaking of pimply faced teenagers. <laughs> anyway, they blew a lot of their uh, animation bandwidth with this episode on just the number of models that they had to pull together. Because yeah. normally you get maybe one new character in episode, and it's usually somebody who's got a new head plastered onto somebody else's body, like a clone trooper body or an Obi-Wan Kenobi body, you know? Uh, but this time they got full new models, like Captain Typho. God bless his sexy ass. He's back. And he's a whole new physicality. Nobody mm-hmm. else is shaped like him. Right? Right. Uh, or, you know, Dr. Vindy, we meet him later. That's a whole new model. Peppy Bao is a brand new Gungan. who Nobody else is shaped like her. And so there's all these new models and stuff and like it's like they they focused on all of that and like they had to put people in hazmat suits and shit and they focused on all of that and forgot about the fine detail um which was something that we were commenting on was so fucking great in the last episode in trespass all the little details were awesome Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah we seem to have lost that in this one yeah i i I do think that these two episodes were probably in the early stage development and before that big technology jump so that Mm -hmm. again that that has that is a major impact on the quality of these episodes, and that's always yeah. gonna that's always gonna be a thing that we're gonna see for the next couple seasons. Um, is like when when they di- you can tell the order in which they actually made the episodes mm-hmm. relative to the whatever chronological order they're following. Right. Um, some just look better than others, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and the quality doesn't really even out until you get to season seven, where yeah. it, every single episode is visually mind blowing. Yeah. It's so pretty. But we'll get there. Um <laughs> in so a couple years, yeah. yeah. So back to like the plot. <laughs> uh Padme's like, Queen Neutney, uh, what's going on? And Queen Neutney's like, We are being invaded, you need to tell the Senate. And Padme's like, Hold on. I saw episode one. 
<laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna believe you until you can sh- give them some proof okay? they're not gonna do shit <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna send you a couple of jedi and look that just gets you married so let's just not do that <laughs> and then you get into a relationship with one of them and oh wait i'm not supposed to tell you that <laughs> <laughs> oops oops back out of that conversation anyway so she's like no we got we got to find some more like proof and evidence and shit before we try and take this to the senate but uh, I guess we can call for some Jedi, specifically like a couple of Jedi mm-hmm. that I like a lot. Um, but the reason that she gives for calling in specifically Anakin and Obi-Wan is because Obi-Wan has such good relations with the Gungans. Which, did that seem like it was out of left field to you? Uh, yeah, because he didn't give a fuck about the Gungans in episode one. Well, yeah, but <laughs> they, they kind of liked him because of that whole episode one thing. But no, like, why are the Gungans even really being brought up at this point when there's just one Gungan that is under any kind of distress, and we'll get to her in a second? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because this script has issues. Um, there were a lot of late script changes mm-hmm. for this episode that did not get reconciled. So in the original version of this uh, episode... You know, because we see there's a scene where, um, you know, Peppy Bao is bringing all of her um, her jelly bean cows to get some water and uh, and they just immediately die. Um, but jelly bean cows, that's what they look like. They're actually they're actually called shock. Yep. I found out S-H-A-A-K shock. Mm-hmm. But to me, they will always be the jelly bean cows that Anakin rode in an attempt to seduce Padme. Uh, he surfed on the back of one of them. He, <laughs> yeah, it was because it's fun. It's whimsical. Look at how fun I am. Anyway, fuck. I love the shots, so, though. They're so cute. They are adorable. I will give them that. Um, they they got big butts and they cannot lie. Yeah, and in Batu, you can get a uh, uh, shock leg. <laughs> it, okay, what is it really, though? A turkey leg. Oh, it's a turkey leg. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. But that's really cute. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was that's the scene that we got. But originally in the script, it was supposed to be like you see the blue shadow virus because it's visually blue. Congratulations, uh, going uh, downstream towards towards a Gungan village. Mm-hmm. So like clearly everybody in that village is wiped out, mm-hmm. and so that was going to be like the thing, the sort of the inciting incident for the the virus ness of this episode. But they changed that. But then they didn't change the line of dialogue about it. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, could they have? Like, did they did they air the original scene? Uh, the original epi- did the original episode have a whole bunch of Gungans dying in a in a village, and the network was like, "Yeah, uh, no." <laughs> yeah, maybe tone that back because it's a kid show. Yeah, uh, reminder: it's a kid show. Let's kill some jelly bean cows instead. Hmm? Okay, cool. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I was legitimately I like sad when they died, but but then uh, the way they tipped over, I. Kind of laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny. It's okay. You can laugh. Yeah. It, apparently, uh, shock have a particular vulnerability to the blue shadow virus because they die instantly. Yeah. Most most species when they're infected with the blue shadow virus have about forty eight hours to live. So there you go. Um. So yeah. Uh, stuff. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Peppy Bo. Misa Peppy Bow. Did you know that Gungans could be hot pink? Uh, well, uh, that's if they're women, of course, obviously. Oh, girls can be pink. I yeah, get it now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't I, even catch that. Yeah, that was sexist. But, uh, 
But competency-wise, uh, there is more. There is proof that there are some Gungans who are, in fact, not trickster gods of chaos, but actually yeah, very. It's helpful. actually most of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most Gungans are actually fucking great. Uh, Peppy Bao is voiced by Gwendolyn Yeo, uh, right. who is also the voice of Nala C, the Kaminoan. Yep. Yep. I so recognize that name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, she's she's really, like, smart and competent and on top of stuff and annoyed that she keeps getting left out of the action, actually. And that's because Peppy Bao thinks that she's the main character of this story. She's incorrect, and she needs to slow her roll. <laughs> Look, when you get the spotlight, you take it. <laughs> <laughs> she needs her own spinoff series, aired only on Naboo, small market, but still. Maybe she'll be in Bad Batch. probably not i don't think we ever see her again after these two episodes yeah no she's dead after this anyway but she's great and she's super helpful and uh she manages to make the sort of the gungan patois not sound stupid so (laughs) you're so mean heather well well yeah yeah, so even (laughs) even you know jar jar is in this and of course typical fucking jar jar uh god bless him god bless him uh he does he does make me laugh a few times, but for the most part, like this is a pretty intense episode. And I can't help but shake the feeling uh, of the timing of watching this episode because as yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, we're in the anniversary now for most of us, responsible, caring, compassionate human beings that care about other people. Uh-huh. Uh this is the beginning of our lockdown, uh this time last year. And yeah. uh I remember the fear. And mm-hmm. the not knowing how long this is going to be. Now I'm in the acceptance stage and be like, fuck it, this is going to be forever. And right. <laughs> and I'm watching a Star Wars episode, which is supposed to be my escape, talking about <laughs> how they're going to prevent a virus from getting out and killing everybody. And so it's that was yeah. that was yeah. kind of weird for me. And that's probably part of the reason why I didn't enjoy him as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was extra annoyed that Jar Jar was involved. Like, I get that Jar Jar... So, so plot-wise, the reason that Jar Jar is even, like, going out to in a hazmat suit, which he has to fold his little eye stalks down to be able to fit into the helmet of, the, the reason he's even in the field with Padme trying to find where this virus is coming from is because they did manage to capture a couple of droids mm-hmm. and and get some information. And here's where the script fucked up again. Because they disable the visual sensors on a tactical droid and get 3PO to to sort of trick him into giving them information about, you know, tr- sort of convince him that, hey, you're on a separatist ship right now and you're totally going to get rewarded, but you need to tell us your entire mission. And while 3PO is talking, he tells this droid, we all want to hear your tale of medical heroics. Did that strike you as odd? Yeah, I actually had to look that. I, I I'd be like, wait, what? This isn't a medical droid, and so I it's actually, not. I actually had to look it up. And apparently, that droid was originally supposed to be a medical droid, but then they changed yeah. it to a tactical droid. And then they didn't change the script. Yeah, yeah. And they just left it in there because they're like, nobody ever, nobody's even fucking watching this show. Who cares? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. They weren't they weren't able to pay just a tiny bit of attention to even just go back and edit out the word medical. Yeah. And it could have just been... We all want to hear your tale of heretics. Like, come on, guys. Like, it's not... <sighs> Whatever. What do I know? I'm not making a fucking Star Wars cartoon, but that just seems dumb. So, 
Anyway, the reason that Jar Jar's even there is because though he fucked up the entire interrogation by Jar Jarring it up all over the room hey. uh, and destroying the robots in the process, uh, he was a- able to identify the beetle that he was trying to eat as being from only one specific swamp on the entire fucking planet of Naboo. Yep. Darth, sure. Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. And then so why maybe, I mean, look, I... I don't hate Jar Jar anymore, Anymore. (laughs) um, but he is widely recognized in the story by other characters as being a dangerously incompetent buffoon. And yet... And yet, he he gets a hazmat suit and he gets taken out into the field. They could have just gotten the fucking address of the swamp from him and left him at home. That... uh... When Padme's like, come on, Jar Jar, and they're like, no, Padme, don't go, and Padme takes Jar Jar with her, I'm like, oh, girl, you're in danger. What are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you taking Jar Jar with you? You know he's dumb. You know he's dangerous. You can't can't give me the argument, well, it's because he's Gungan, and what if she runs into other Gungans? I'm like, I'm pretty sure Padme is far more popular with the Gungans than Jar Jar is. Yeah. Yeah, far more. It'll be all right. God. She doesn't need an interpreter. Yeah. But and if you were to follow canon and continuity and all that nonsense, the Gungans have built a shrine for Padme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but nonetheless, I did, uh, despite being really out, uh, disproportionately annoyed that the, so what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> let me get my brain to work. What I'm trying to say is, the first time I watched this, I was just like, ah, Jar Jar, I hate him, but there he is. Now I'm watching it and I'm like, do we not understand how serious a virus is? Why are you taking this idiot with you to go look at this? He's going to fuck it all up and he's going to get out. Like, I, I'm, I am much more um, aware of the risk of virus now having, I don't know, been in quarantine for a year because of it. So uh, I'm just, I was just really pissed at Padme's leadership decision to take Jar Jar and his Lord of the Chaos Dance energy into this situation. <laughs> Just annoyed by it. Yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And I love Jar Jar, so it just it did yeah. it, it was a weird character choice. I don't understand it like most of this episode. Well, but well I know. think it would have been weird for him to not have been somewhere in the episode though, because it was Padme, it is Naboo. Like it's yeah, his home not, planet. He's the representative. I it made sense why she brought him uh, with her from Coruscant, but right. to a very sensitive mission where, by the way, it's a stealth mission. She has to be quiet, and Jar Jar is notoriously <laughs> not. Uh, you He's know, the opposite. Yeah, yeah, like the complete opposite. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, they're poking around in this swamp, and uh, a periscope comes up out of the swamp. And zooms directly in on Padme's ass. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was, I mean, I don't blame him because nobody's hazmat suit nobody's hazmat suit should fit that well. Congratulations, Padme. You've been doing some squats? I don't know, but you're looking good, girl. Well, she ain't getting any, so she has to do something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, zoomed. Dr. Vindy is down in the uh, bunker and he zoomed straight in on Padme's ass. And this is where we get introduced to Dr. Nuvo Vindy because he totally ambushes them and brings them down into the bunker with him. Yeah, with his creepy camera camera things. Yeah. Uh, 
So a little bit of information on Dr. Nuvo Vindi. Uh, he is voiced by Michael York. Does that name ring a bell? It does, but I have no idea why. <laughs> Do you remember that movie from the 70s, Logan's Run? Ugh, yeah. He's Logan. Oh! Yeah, he's also Basil Exposition from the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> this is my mother, Mrs. Exposition. How do you do? Austin! My God, man, what have you done? That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I love that name so much. <laughs> <laughs> he he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's kind of an everywhere classic sci-fi actor. He also coincidentally happens to be the stepfather of one of the prequel tri- prequel trilogy producers, Rick McCallum. Mm. So oh, there's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no nepotism in Star Wars. What are you talking about? None. None. Um. So anyway, Nuvo Vindi is a Faust. Like that's his species name yeah. because he's not German enough. The second he opens his mouth, he is also a Faust. Yeah, Ross okay. is good, yeah. 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 They are tall, tall, pale blue humanoids from the planet Adana, uh, because German, 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 mm-hmm. German Faust, German. Uh, and honestly, Dr. Vindy and his voice is one of my favorite things about these episodes. Really? Every word he says is comedy fucking gold. I laughed my ass off. I, uh, dislike him greatly as a character <laughs> i i he actually is one of the key reasons why i don't like these episodes uh gotham city lost their fucking henchman <laughs> villain, and got spat into this universe and it's like oh ah uh, yeah i am going to make virus yeah you know and it's like it's like you are so right i didn't even think of that yeah no he does he's not a star wars villain no. let's be clear he definitely wandered off the set of a Batman movie to come into this. Like yeah. he he walked he walked out of Batman the animated series and wandered over here. That's why I like him so much. I, I, don't don't get me it. wrong, I love the Batman animated series. I fucking love oh, it. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it was my Bible growing genius. up. Uh, that is probably yeah. another thing we should add to our podcast list eventually. But, oh my god, yes! Yeah, because I want right? to marry Kevin Conroy. Ugh. Oh my god, and, uh, yeah, t- totally. But He's I, my Batman. Anyway, anyway. My, my key issue with the story and the plot and uh, really centers around this character because he doesn't yeah. fit as a Star Wars villain to me. Um, I, I, I recognize the fact that uh, in, in Legends lore, there have been several times where viruses and biological warfare was used mm-hmm. and because it caused so much, so much calamity across the galaxy... Uh, most systems have developed a lot of technology to deal with like biochemicals and viruses and stuff like that very, very right. quickly, which you do see in this mm-hmm. episode, in these episodes too, uh, because that was the thing before, you know, Death Star, fucking Death Star started getting invented. That was the thing that would wipe out trillions of people. And so mm-hmm. a lot of civilizations have uh, created technology to prevent that from happening ever again. So that's why it doesn't come up too often. Um, but it also doesn't make any sense why he would do this now. And also, right. like, uh, okay, he's a separatist technically, but mm-hmm. I just... Vir- the thing with viruses is that uh, a Sith can't control them. Right. Like, it doesn't seem like 
a a weapon that they would want to use. Never mind the war crime aspect yeah, of germ that. warfare uh, yeah, and biological people, warfare. Yeah, that's not even that's that's its own thing. But ding on the war crime counter, just even developing this. But it's so so indiscriminate. Like mm-hmm. the only thing, like it, this seems like a stupid weapon for the separatists to want to develop. Yeah, because dead peasants don't pay taxes. Right. Right. Is the credo of lawful evil, right? So the separatists, the Sith running the separatist alliance, they don't want to kill all the citizens because you still need your citizens. Otherwise, you're not ruling anybody. You're ruling droids because the droids would be fine. So why on earth would you mobilize a mad scientist to work on weaponizing a virus that has a 96% mortality rate? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Why? It doesn't make any sense. I'm with you on that. Okay, okay. So, yes, I, I now... Okay, I agree with you <laughs> that this is not a Star Wars story. It's not. It is... It's a DC Comics story. It's maybe a Star Trek story. But this yeah, is not yeah, a Star yeah. Wars story. I, I felt like, you know, when I was watching the the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, I was like, wow. Uh, I don't know if these are Star Trek movies, but I can't wait for him to make a Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, right. I I feel like these episodes kind of flip that. It's like these people use Star Wars characters to tell a Star Trek Firefly story, mm-hmm. essentially, and and with 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 some Batman in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I felt with these two episodes. They're not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, voice actors were great. Uh, yeah, some of the battles every were cool. time. Yeah. Every time Nouveau Vindy laughed, that whole, yeah, 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 Fucking gold. Love him. That did make me laugh. That was awesome. And and when Padme was like, Are you insane? It's a deadly disease. No life forms are immune to it. That's why it was eradicated. Oh, and he goes, You mean murdered. Like that was, oh. I am creating life. Yeah. I am creating life. Like, what? Oh, so yeah, he's batshit, and it's hilarious, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I like him. But uh, thank you for making me realize that I like him because I like Batman villains. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> oh, I love you know, I love me some Batman villains. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so anyway, the rescue mission is now afoot because Padme has been um has disappeared into the swamp trying to track this down and anakin and obi-wan arrive on the planet uh because they have been summoned and uh and they need to go find her and anakin starts just ticking off red flags i know uh and that was another problem i had his red flags are way too forced in these two episodes well he's just in a persistent panic attack yeah for for these and it's like okay i get it i get that uh that Ahsoka and Padme are the two most important people in his life, but we are, you know, we're putting the women in danger to panic him. Like that, this whole situation is like his worst fucking nightmare. So it's a situation that he can't control, that his he can't run in with his light sword and fuck it all up and save their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jar Jar is there, so and Jar Jar's there, <laughs> so, so they're gonna die. Um, so yeah, then I guess it is like a, a clever way to to trigger Anakin, um, but it didn't feel like every way that Anakin has been cleverly triggered pl- by any kind of plot up to this point has been because somebody has been cleverly triggering him. Mm-hmm. 
It's because it was something that Sidious concocted. Uh-huh specifically to mold Anakin into falling to the dark side and becoming his apprentice. This was not that. This is just random shit that yeah. happened. Yeah. It felt like it felt like it started off, he was having a really bad day in the office, and then he just got the phone call, hey, the roof has caved in on the house, you need to pay $5,000 to pay a roofer. And then it was just like more bad news after bad news, and, that, and that's right. the Anakin that we see, a, a totally stressed out, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, and... Obi-Wan, uh, you know, Obi-Wan, you could have been, I don't know, supportive, <laughs> kind, compassionate. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to be a smart <laughs> ass the whole fucking time. You seem a bit on edge. There's a good chance we're about to destroy all life on this planet, including ours and the senators. So, yes, I'm a bit on edge. Why aren't you? I'm better at hiding it. (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan's whole attitude for this episode was like, you are freaking out enough for both of us. Somebody has to be the grown-up. So I'm going to be chill. Which is fine if you do that, but maybe don't tell him you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't rub his face in it. It doesn't make him calm down. I'm just, I I agree, Obi-Wan is unhelpful. I still want to bang him. But anyway... (laughs) So yeah, uh, they 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 have to go and uh, and rescue the the bunker is huge. They don't know exactly where in there uh, he is. They don't know exactly where Padme is. They don't know exactly where anything is going on. They can kind of guess. So what they do is they have Ahsoka uh, go and set off some bombs, mm-hmm. set off a bunker bomb at one end of the facility to distract while Anakin and Obi-Wan break in from the other end. And Ahsoka and Rex are given that job. Uh, so ding on the Ahsoka and Res- Rex left in charge of each other counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Anakin's got to go have a panic attack at the other end of the bunker. <laughs> He's like, you guys have got this, right? You're going you're gonna to survive. Okay, bye. <laughs> they are the latchkey kids of the Skywalker family. <laughs> Ahsoka and Rex just sort of, did you guys eat dinner? Okay, good. <laughs> You guys go to school? Good job. Do you have a science fair coming up? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Anakin's just such an absentee dad. He, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> just watch some TV. I'll be right back. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so they break in. Yeah, no, they, they, they break in. Uh, you know, there's the usual... You know, Star Wars back and forth thing, Vendi being all evil, electrocuting mm-hmm. uh, Padme and Jar Jar, which was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he does the classic villain thing. You must either come after me or save your friends. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm laughing from now on. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Please don't. No, I can't. I hate myself for doing it just then. I'm not gonna. Um, so I'm looking for... What was the name? I can't find... I had a whole screen up of the name of the fucking droid. The, the really L-E-P-8-6-C-8? Yes. The rabbit droid? Yes, the rabbit droid. Technically, he's called an LEP servant droid. No, I've got, I've got the, the yeah. Wikipedia page up in front of me right now. Um... It's an evil little fucking droid. I love him. I want one. <laughs> I want one so bad. So they, so it, th- that droid makes its first appearance as a Count Dooku's uh, driver. Oh, yeah? In his ship. Yeah, in his sail ship. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And you're all, oh, he's such a cute little adorable uh, droid who's uh, carting around an evil Sith Lord, you know. Sure. <laughs> he's a chauffeur. He's yeah. got to make a living. What? Yeah. Don't judge. So, so yeah. <laughs> Dr. Vindy has... What, who, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little unmoored in talking about this episode because I went into recording today thinking, I loved these episodes, but then you said some shit and I realized some shit and I'm recalibrating everything right now. And I just oh, trying to remember how the episode even went. Um, Dr. Vindy weaponized the blue shadow virus is normally waterborne, but he made mm-hmm. it an airborne virus and he's also put it in a whole fucking bunch of bombs. So we have a new kind of trooper clone trooper that's come down here and that's the ordnance squad yeah they're the ones in the orange as they do and also rex is down there as i said being abandoned with ahsoka um <laughs> uh, on their way into this bunker to go and try and defuse all of the bombs and get those under control and capture the doctor and all of that shit there is a point where obi-wan goes anakin don't risk the mission to save padme so Anakin immediately risks the mission immediately, to save Padme. He, he like waits a whole <laughs> ten seconds and then does it. <laughs> just, Obi-Wan should just have said, uh, Anakin, whatever you do, just save Padme and I'll take care of everything else, okay? Just fuck Yeah, off. because that's what's going to happen yeah, anyway. Gonna happen like, anyway. Just make that be the plan, dude. God. This is the this is the moment where Obi-Wan's like, look, I know you're baiting her. Let's Let's... Let's cut the bullshit. Like, dude, you are so married, it hurts me. But come on now. <laughs> we yeah. have got to stick to this. Also, Obi-Wan's the only one doing, like, the cold plague calculation. Where he's like, if we have to infect Naboo, like, if Naboo gets infected, it gets infected. If we all die here, we all die here. We need to make sure the rest of the galaxy doesn't get the fucking virus yep. off of this planet. Yep. Like, better to lose this planet than lose the whole galaxy. Yep. And Anakin's like, but my wife is on it. <laughs> I don't want to lose it because my wife is also here. I like her. He talks like that in my head. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I was like, that's, that, is that how Vader sounds in your head? <laughs> that's why he has the vocal thing on there. Luke, fall to the dark side. <laughs> Join me, Luke. Lord. I find you like a bit disturbing. <laughs> Pray I do not alter it further. <laughs> Probably what his voice sounds like in his helmet after the after the accident. You know? That's why he's got the James Earl Jones yeah. filter on there. <laughs> like, I would I would do that too if that's if this is how I talk. I would want James Earl Jones to do my talking for me. My God. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you notice that Anakin forgot he has the fucking Force this episode? Oh, uh, there that was another thing. It was like. The force usage in this was very, like... Very strange. Very like, strange. the point where Vindy's about to get away, right? He's got his stupid-looking triangle suitcase full of virus vials. And he holds one up. And he throws it behind Anakin to make Anakin dive back through the door so it'll close so Vindy can get away, right? Yeah. And Anakin dives for it. Yeah. Like, maybe he doesn't have the fucking force. Yeah, I was like, He couldn't what? have snatched what? that thing out of the air. Yeah, and, 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 and same episode earlier, Ahsoka is all, I'm going to do some crazy force shit, and she's moving that thing around and having to, like, yeah. like, like not just, like, pull pull the object towards her, but she has to keep the keep it in midair and, like, dance, make it move around so the camera doesn't see it, you know? Right. And Which is like, fine, I guess, but, like, yeah. just, just the fact that, like, you totally could have caught those vials out of the air. Yeah, without even moving. 
Yeah. And later, while while Obi-Wan is falling, he manages to catch like three or four vials out of the air. Um, so I can say that, you know, there was some force usage there. Yeah. But still, like, what? Uh, do we or do we not have fucking space telekinesis, guys? Come on. <laughs> Use the tools that you have at your disposal. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, ultimately, end of the day, one of the bombs, most, almost all of the bombs have been defused. Congratulations. One of the bombs disappears with the rabbit droid. And do they track him down this episode or is that next episode? Uh, this episode, at the end of this episode. Okay. And they have a jump scare with the rabbit droid? Hey there, little guy. How about you hand that over to me? Yeah, so Padme does that Padme does that thing where she's all, Oh, look, it's a rabbit droid. How cute. And I'm like, Padme, you live in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know that droids are murderers, right? Like, there's an whole army? Of the okay, sure. No, you're right. It's cute. Get in real close so it can jump at your face. I love how. Uh, by the way, you know they capture they capture the doctor and the doctor's all, "Oh, you lose. The bombs are going to go off, yeah." And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because the clone the clones are so damn good. Yeah, <laughs> they defuse they, they all have, the bombs. <laughs> those like six guys have already defused nine thousand bombs, yeah. so they're good. However. There is a vial of virus uh-huh. missing. Do we not discover that until the next episode? The they next blended episode, together yeah. for me. Okay, okay. Anyway, end of the day, uh, who saves the day? Who subdues the doctor? Who? Uh, Peppy Bow. Peppy Bow. The hot pink lady with the stick. And you know she's a lady because she's pink. And you know she's a lady because she's got like a, like a tube top on. Yeah. To cover up those boobs that Gungans don't have. Because they're not mammals. God. So they don't have mammary glands. That's why they're called mammals. Mammary glands. Is that mammary why? Gl- breasts, breasts are mammary glands. They're tea? for feeding young. That's a real thing. So huh. that is one of the, the hallmarks of being a mammal is that we nurse our young. And so... Uh, Gungans are not mammals. They are amphibians. They don't do that. They actually have a tadpole life cycle. So, okay, you know what? She shouldn't have a fucking tube top on. Give her a shirt shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like a person person. We still know she's a girl. She's pink. You don't need to slap a bunch of gender signifiers on her. And I wasn't mad at these episodes until I talked to you. I'm sorry. This is your fault. <laughs> I am. I, I am sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're I, not. I, I, I no, just, you're see, not. I just, I was looking forward to these episodes. I distinctly remember liking them, and yeah, uh, it's I, 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 I think part of it is because of the quarantine and and COVID. Uh, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just these episodes yeah, are yeah, hitting yeah. a little differently. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing is, I, you know, these past few months, uh, I just feel like watching all the Star Wars fanboys gush over, like, Duel of the Fates and arguing about why I think it's such a stupid-ass script and, uh, you know, like, my argument where it's basically a Star Star Wars universe story, but it's stealing all these ideas from other sci-fi stories Mm -hmm. to make it unauthentic. And that's what Duel of the Fates is for me. Uh, And that's definitely what the next episode, Mystery with Thousand Moons, is. It Mm. is a fucking... Rip off of Serenity, it drives me fucking crazy. 
Oh, girl, it's not just a ripoff of Serenity. It is also a direct ripoff of an episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. So then uh, let's launch into Mystery of a Thousand Moons, okay. shall we? Let's okay. do it. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, A single chance is a galaxy of hope. Oh. Right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> all this All this hope. All this hope. Hopity hope hope. Hopity hope hope hope. They're like, hope. they're like, look, there's hope all over it. It's Star Wars. It's super duper Star Wars. Get it? Because hope, hope yeah. is a thing we do a lot in Star Wars. Hopity hope 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 <laughs> hope 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 hope. Anyway, is there an announcer bit? There is. <clears throat> Get it. Hard pressed Jedi and their valiant clone troopers have thwarted an insidious mm. separatist plot to plant bombs loaded with the deadly blue shadow virus in key Republic systems. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker have captured the vile scientist behind the nefarious scheme, Dr. Nuvo Vendi. Now the Jedi plan to transport Vendi to the Republic capital for trial. And that was a weird intro. Okay. Hard-pressed Jedi. I know. I was like, "Mm, (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry. That's how I like my Jedi. I like my Jedi hard-pressed. Anyway, so... (laughs) So this episode, yeah, uh, they, there's some uh, there's a problem. So they are uh, trying to get Vindy transported out of there. Uh, Anakin and Obi Wan are. Meanwhile, back in the bunker, uh, the virus gets out. Yeah, little little rabbit droid uh, has the vial. Uh, one of the clones mm-hmm. realizes that the bomb they found did not have the vial in it, and mm-hmm. rabbit droids all ha ha and uh, releases the virus. And you can yeah. tell that the virus has been released because it looks like a blue cloud. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. You can see it. It's a visual. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, so yeah. Ahsoka and and Rex and some token gonna die clones are running. They're fleeing the virus. They're running and running and running. Ahsoka holds a door open with the force like a boss and everybody goes through Which it and then she dives them. through it. <laughs> Which what? kills them. <laughs> I mean... Well, like, she, she was holding it open so they could get through, but she held it open so long that a tiny bit of the virus eked in behind them uh, into the room. And here is my first bone to pick with this episode. Mm-hmm. So these clones, all of them, are wearing phase one armor. Uh, why don't you remind the audience what that means? Phase one armor uh, has a lot going on. There's like a there's like an undersuit, a bodysuit, which I would really like to see just the bodysuit sometime for science reasons. Uh huh. Sure. Without all the armor plates yeah. attached to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just for for research, for thoroughness, you know. Maybe give it a little spin. <laughs> Turn around, do some squats. Just saying. <laughs> In the bodysuit, anyway. But, uh, you know, the armor plating is great and all, but the main feature that is relevant to this episode is when the clone troopers are wearing their helmets. They are supposed to, between the helmet and the helmet and the suit in phase one armor, they could survive in the vacuum of space for a while. And we have seen it before. Mm. They can, in fact, sit out in the vacuum of space and they're fine inside their suits. That helmet should have a life support system in it. Mm-hmm. So wearing your full armor with your helmet on, it should function as a hazmat suit. And yet, these motherfuckers are in the room, the, the virus is around, and they took their helmets off, and oops, now we're exposed. And like, they all take their helmets off. 
And they all fucking get exposed to the blue shadow virus. If they had kept their helmets on, they wouldn't have gotten infected. Yep. Because life support system, self-contained. It's not until later when we get into the sequel trilogies where we find out that the quality of worksmanship and production on Stormtrooper armor has degraded to the point that the only thing that those things filter out is smoke. Uh, Because why? Because that shit is expensive to make. Yeah. And and the First Order is on a budget. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Uh, But Phase 1 clone trooper armor is fucking chic, okay? And it's supposed to be able to keep them alive and be a self-contained little environment in and of itself. And somebody fucking let these boys take their helmets off. Like, fucking what? So, that's stupid, right? Uh-huh. Like, they 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 shouldn't have to have a plot contrivance of, well, now their helmets are off, so they're infected. Like, it would have taken two seconds to have them standing around in that hallway with their helmets off and then realize, holy shit, here comes the virus. And, like, that's how they got exposed. Uh-huh. I mean, Ahsoka was fucked either way. She doesn't, she's got a tube top on. Like, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a helmet. She doesn't have a hazmat suit like Padme and fucking Jar Jar. But she can fucking so, hold her breath for a long time, just like you know, you know, like Obi Wan and uh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Qui Gon did, you know. Yeah, oh. sure. But anyway, the the troopers are like stunned to discover that the virus got into the room with them. Who knew? Fucking whatever. So yeah, that's that's my issue. Is we we're not respecting the technology. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> that's just one, huh? Okay. That's just, that's my first issue. So they, the entire bunker goes into lockdown and now uh, Padme and Jar Jar and Ahsoka and Rex and a bunch of clones whose names we don't know are all trapped in this bunker with the blue shadow virus. Cue Anakin Skywalker's ongoing panic attack. Yay. But, hello, conveniently, there is a cure for this virus to which they have been exposed. All you have to do is go on a side quest. Mm-hmm. Well, before to go so, get it. Well, so before that, you know, Anakin is all to Vendi. Where the fuck's the antidote? Didn't she make an antidote? Mm. And mm-hmm, Vendi's mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. no, I, of course not. No, Das is not good. But so if you are, if you, if you are the Separatist Alliance, and you have unearthed a mad scientist to weaponize a virus for you, part of his job has to be weaponizing, also manufacturing, developing a vaccine to protect your own troops from it, or cure should any of the people that you wish to extort Mm -hmm. or perhaps rule Mm -hmm. over would like to be cured of the deadly virus that you have just unleashed on the galaxy. But nope, not in his job description. He didn't do it. Yeah. All he did was weaponize the virus. Yeah, I know it's it's because they have the technology where if Dooku's like, okay, fine, make me an antidote of this bullshit so I don't have to die from it. And they'll do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But yeah, you're right. Why Why wouldn't he have immediately created a a, uh, a cure of some sort? Right. Yeah. That should have been a package deal. Because he's so evil, you know? Hell, yeah. Because yeah. well, he's, he's a crazy madman. Yeah. He just wants to give it life. Fucking whatever. So Captain Typho's like, actually, I Googled it and there's a cure. <laughs> <laughs> it is the roots of the uh, root of the Rixa plant, which you can only find in the bottom of a canyon on a planet uh-huh. far, far away. Uh-huh. Planet Iego, out on the outer rim, the planet of a thousand moons. Though it's spelled Lego. It is. <laughs> it is, in fact, 
Uh, because if you look at a capital I in the right font, uh, it looks like Lego. Yeah. And that's yeah. because it was, in fact, a nod to Lego. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. That was intentional. They okay. didn't follow through with that in any way. Yeah, like, there was, was like, no, but, like, but cool building of stuff. Of yeah. Yeah. Except maybe when they get there, you do see that some droids have like some mix and match parts. Maybe that's sort of a continuation of that nod to Lego. I don't fucking know. Anyway, (laughs) it is the planet of a thousand moons because it's got a thousand moons. Uh, And after they get there, they find out that it also has a curse. It is cursed. But we'll get to it. (sighs) Yeah. So, yeah. So Obi-Wan and, well, first of all, uh, Captain Typho is like, Anakin and Obi-Wan, you cannot go to this moon. It's in the middle of Separatist territory. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Anakin's all, fuck you. I'm saving my woman. We can handle it. Right. And Obi-Wan's like, uh, yeah, I agree. But Obi-Wan's clearly, like, concerned for Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's like, uh, I'm going to go with him and make sure he doesn't murder half the galaxy on his way there and back. Which is possible, because... <laughs> when he's left unattended, he tends to commit genocide. So yeah. I'm going to go with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like one does. Uh, And so they jump into the twilight and they bounce over to uh, Iego, the planet of a thousand moons. And there is like a ship graveyard surrounding this planet. Just the 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 corpses of, of thousands of spaceships just floating around this planet. Ominous. Sure. Do they stop? No. They keep flying down to the surface of the planet where they meet Jabo Hood. Okay. Jabo is one of the worst animated characters in this entire series. <laughs> it's bad, right? The face. Okay, so the face the kid has the whole time, it reminds me of Boba's face in Attack of the Clones when he was a creepy kid. Yeah. Ooh. Ew. Yeah. The whole time. He was super punchable. Yeah. The, the mo- moment I saw that kid's face, I, I, I thought back to that scene where... In Attack of the Clones, where Jango's all, I said, I just said something sinister. And the kid goes, <laughs> like that. It has that horrible fucking face the whole time. I, uh, yeah, no, it's in my notes. Uh, Jabo Hood, punchable face. Yeah, He's got like, a punchable face. I'm thinking the whole time this kid's going to fuck him over because he has evil face yeah. on the whole time. He looks like uh, that doll from Child's Play. <laughs> he's actually supposed to be loosely modeled after the kid from the ewok movies which i don't fucking remember <laughs> well here here's where we can pause in this discussion of clone wars are we gonna are we gonna watch the ewok movies uh unfortunately we are okay when when is that that's after is that post post original trilogy or I'll have to look it up. Where does it, that fall it, it, in the timeline? I think it's after it's after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When that <sighs> uh, Elvira villain shows up and uh, there's two of them. I know. I know. The things know. we do for for the concept of this podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, just to warn everybody, I'm going to be drunk for that episode because that's the only way. I think it. I think it's necessary. Yeah. I think we can do both of the movies in one. It'll be fine. I think Wilford Brimley's involved. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> anyway, Jabo is he's a tween boy who is voiced by a grown ass man mm-hmm. named David Kaufman. Uh, and David Kaufman, he's done a lot, a lot of voice work. He is best known as Danny Phantom. From Nickelodeon. Yep. Uh, and also, he is the voice of Jimmy Olsen in anything animated Superman ever made. Mm-hmm. 
He's just Jimmy Olsen. So uh, congratulations on the, the young sounding male voice demographic, David Kaufman. It has worked out well for you. Um, and I feel like Anakin was instantly annoyed by Jabo because this is a little Anakin. Yeah. Because he's a little snot-nosed shithead of a child who is a robot programming prodigy. Yep. And oh, you know your droids. Super annoying. Yeah. I'm, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Although, okay, as as annoyed as I am by Jabo, he did provide us <laughs> with one of my favorite moments in this episode, <laughs> which is when uh, they first land and Obi Wan and Anakin see all the all the battle droids coming towards them, and Anakin just runs in with a lightsaber and just starts slicing them all to pieces, and then slowly realizes that they're not attacking him. <laughs> And then Obi-Wan comes up behind him and goes, Welcome to Very impressive. You just destroyed Welcome 17 defenseless battle droids without suffering Welcome a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more battle droid falls over and Anakin's like, 18, actually. <laughs> it was really cute. I really like that. So yeah, uh... Apparently, the Separatists used to occupy Iego, uh, but then they just bounced one day. Like, when the Spice Mines ran out, they just bounced and left all of this equipment behind, which is what jabo has been doing. He's just been reprogramming battle droids in his spare time. He's got, a, like, a, a fleet of reprogrammed vulture droids. Congratulations. That's what all tween, tween boys should have, is robot weapons. Yeah. Droids of cars Integrate. programmed. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I scoured the internet to find the key question I had. And with the key problem I have, or one of the key problems I have with this episode. Okay. Uh, I could not find how long the Separatists held this world. Uh-huh. But it wasn't very long. Okay. Right? And It doesn't seem like it, yeah. Yeah, and it also probably didn't take them very long to construct the crazy-ass laser field. Right. And yet, the citizens of this world got so fucking stupid so fast <laughs> that they believe that a god is up in the sky preventing people from leaving. What? Right. So, like, this war at this point has been going on for, like, a year. And the Separatists occupied it, stripped the mines, and then bounced and left all of these robots behind and left a, a planetary defense system, an automated planetary defense system, in place for fucking what reason? I don't know. Right. Like, what? why are they keeping people from leaving this planet? That does not make any sense. Yeah, and... there's I can see no tactical reason for it whatsoever. Do you? Did I miss something? I mean, just to be a bunch of dicks, which, okay, fair. If that was the reason... But that's that, an expensive dick move, right? Yeah, it's a very expensive dick move. And also, it like, the whole time, I'm thinking, this is just a complete ripoff of Serenity. The whole fucking time. Now, granted, the, right, yeah. the planet didn't have, like, a laser field... But the whole concept of you can't leave the world mm -hmm. because all these things are going to come after you or whatever, like that's a direct ripoff from the movie. And I double checked. I made sure that Serenity came out before this episode. Right. Serenity came out in 2005. AK, uh, side note, we're fucking old. Uh, yep, yep, yep. That's this true. episode came out 2009. So. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, I found uh, references that this was actually a direct ripoff of an episode of, of Deep Space Nine, mm -hmm. in which uh, Commander Sexy Pants Cisco mm. and some other people uh, find a planet that's got an automated defense system that keeps people from escaping. Yeah. 
But I imagine, just as in Serenity, in the DS9 episode, there was a plot-relevant reason for that. Um, in this one, the whole reason for the Ghost of Droll and that whole planetary defense system, the, the reason for that appears to be uh, so that we can have that scene, so, so that there can be some space flying yeah. to, make, to make the journey to Iego a little more fraught. Yeah, it, it was about the, you know, uh, by the time, uh, so, uh, yeah, so Anakin and Obi-Wan, they find the fucking plant, and then they decide... Oh, no, we're not glossing over, we're not glossing over finding the Reeks of Roots. No, no. Oh, I, I, I do want to talk about that, but... Okay. Like, like the whole, the whole thing where uh, they, they fly up and into the sky, and they explode, you know, they, you can see the laser system working mm-hmm. from, from the surface of the, of the planet... I don't get how people thought that's a god or anything. Right. Like, I, I just like, don't. There's I, this, I really don't understand. I really don't. There's this fucking batshit crazy Quarren who's like, Beware of drones. The spirit of the thousand moons, our protector and destroyer. You ask me, sounds like a load of superstition. That's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to say shit, but we can't because we're on. Cartoon Network. Um, but yeah, they, there really is like this whole mythos built up about it. And like the Separatists cannot have been gone more than a few months. If that. So how? Uh, what? Is there something in the air? Why? Where did this come from? You ha- That is a super valid point, sir. Does nobody have a phone? Right. Do, uh, does does Droll also screw with your cell reception? Yeah. You're not able to call. You guys don't get the hollow net. Can't you all, because... yeah, can't you all call Tatooine and be like, yo, uh, can somebody come pick us up? It's a little fucked up out here. Like, one of Jabo's fucking robots tunes into a radio station, so apparently there's some kind of a broadcast yeah. capable. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, back to the plants. Yeah. Because my favorite moment is in this episode. In oh, this is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So turns out the reeks of, you can't just do reeks of plants. You got to do reeks of roots, which means you got to climb all the way down to the bottom of this canyon where the reeks are growing. And as they're starting to climb down there, this evil fucking kid is like, hey, don't touch the plants. And Obi-Wan's like, fuck's sake, why? <laughs> why shouldn't we touch the plants? Oh, they don't like it. Thanks. Oh, and also uh, watch out for the Zandu. The Zandu? The Zandu, the giant four-winged killer bats of Iego, who are capable of grabbing an adult human, smashing them against the rocks to kill them. That Zandu. Yay. Which then immediately shows up. But like any good Jedi, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin just grab onto the flying thing and make it carry them down. Yeah, of course. To the bottom of the canyon. (laughs) (laughs) That Jedi are good at grabbing things and riding it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I would like for them to do that yeah, tonight. They are. Anyway, what? Uh, what? Mm. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway. Bum chicken bum bum. <laughs> yeah, so they wander down to the canyon and they're looking around and, and mm-hmm. uh, Obi-Wan's all, look there. I, I think I see it. Anakin says, Poodoo. <laughs> 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 Which, uh, for those of y'all that don't speak Huddies, it's uh, you say shit or. Or fuck yeah, that's basically what it, the meaning of it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's versatile. Yeah, 
And for some reason, that was my favorite moment of the episode. It was cute. No, there was it was a good episode for for callbacks to old Star Wars sayings. I believe Anakin called Doctor Vindy a slimo earlier in the episode. Yes, he so, did. <laughs> that's nice. Um, so. What I like was there was a moment where Obi-Wan sees that, by the way, the Reeks of Plants are actually, like, super aggressive Audrey 2s, and they're coming after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Obi-Wan sees them, and he's like, lightsaber! And right behind him, Anakin holds up a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Anakin's going to dig up the root, and Obi-Wan is going to fight the monster. For once! For once, Obi-Wan is going to fight the monster while Anakin does something else. Yeah, hey. because you know why? Obi-Wan does not want to get dirt under his nails. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! It's true. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they get the roots. They go back up to the surface and Jabo's like, oh, fuck, you lived. You know, yeah. we're all surprised. And Anakin's like, we're going to go now, but they can't because of Droll. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to risk it anyway, blah, blah, blah. Obi-Wan talks him into, hey, why don't we talk to the locals and get some more information about this ghost of droll situation? So they go and they talk to them, and that's where we meet the angels. This was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> because because the, the way they did it, it was like, it was like yes, uh, this pe- this planet was once peaceful. We They used to have inhabitants, and they were like, inhabitants? And all of a sudden, this like pretty... This pretty light thing shows up like, I am an angel. Hello and goodbye. And then you never see them again. (laughs) (laughs) Ever again. Ever again. It's like, wait, what? This this creature, uh, the angels, also, they're they're actually called the Diatham. They are from Milius Prime, which is one of the moons of Diego. And the only reason this bitch exists is because of one line in episode one. Where little baby Anakin asks Padme if she's an angel. And she's like, what? Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. They live on the moons of Diego, I think. Here's the thing. I have always assumed that little baby Anakin is talking about hookers. Oh, wow. I have always assumed that he misunderstood something that the deep space pilots were talking to each other about where to get the best ass in the outer rim, which is at the moons of Iego. Wow. Like the angels, like Victoria's Secret angels, you know? I assumed it was a euphemism this whole time. I thought it was hookers. Turns out there's actually angels. Huh. Yeah, I... Who fucking knew? But it was just so random. It was like, and here's one right now. Hello, I am an angel. Then she leaves. It was like... What what was that? I'm, I'm just here to tell you the name of my moon, so you can figure out that that's where the the whole laser thing starts up there. And now you're what you're going to do is you're going to commandeer half of this kid's vulture droids, go up there, fight the thing, and leave, and we'll never see you again. Bye! Like, that's how that went down in my head. Yeah, and that's... It was just so spontaneous and random. It was weird. Now, yeah, uh, it was weird. Uh, the uh, other main mention of these creatures uh, was there was a short story collection that was released in the 2020 anthology book uh, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Lando Calrissian uh, woos one. He what's one? He woos. He seduces. Okay. He banes. I mean, Lan- Lando yeah. could seduce a rock. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, gets her to stay. Uh, gets her to gets her to stay in Cloud City, and then she starts to get really naggy. And Lando's like, "I'm. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm done. I can't deal with this." Lord. So anyway, Anakin and Obi Wan. They've got the Reeks route. They're on their way back to Naboo. Meanwhile, on Naboo, uh, the everybody who's in the bunker has been busily trying to destroy every droid that was still in the bunker because if the droids got out, they would release the virus into the air of Naboo and kill everybody. So they've been fighty, 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 taking out all these droids. They do manage to take them out, but everybody's sick because during one of those fights, what happens? I don't remember. Fucking Jar Jar happens. <laughs> oh. Well, of course. Jar Jar loses his shit in a firefight with some droids. And because he's flailing around, he's about to get his own ass killed. Padme has to tackle him Mm -hmm. to get him down so he doesn't die and damages her hazmat suit in the process and gets exposed to the blue shadow virus. Yay. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Anakin saw that? Right? Jar Jar would just be dead. Mm -hmm. Just straight up dead. So... This is where, uh, put, file that away because it's going to be relevant in a minute. But everybody's sick. Everybody, there's a lot of coughing going on. Uh, Padme is like trying to tend to the sick troopers and Rex is like covering one of them up because he died. And Padme's all sad about it. And then Rex says, With all due respect, Senator, it's what these men were born to do. Yep. Ouch. Like, Fuck. Rex knows the score. He knows that he and all of his clone brothers exist for one reason, and that's to die for the Republic. And like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's uncomfortable. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh... Oh, real quick, before we leave Diego, uh, there was a ding on the pinup counter. Oh. Because Jabo's entire little robot courtyard was fucking wallpapered in the same pinups that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, all, all, the, nothing new, though? No, nothing new. There's a Naboo handmaiden, uh, the red-haired female, uh, human female, and the Twi'lek. Just those three over and over. Like, he got a photocopier, found three sexy bitches, and printed them out and put them all over the walls. Nice. Yeah, good job, j Yeah, so, uh, anyway, so at this at this point in the episode, this is probably the biggest red flag moment for Anakin, I think. What you mean? You mean his determination to fucking destroy everything just to get some roots off of the bottom and then fly up and then fuck this whole planet and all of that and all the yelling and the screaming? That wasn't red flags up to this point. Oh, that was all red flags. But this is the yeah, by it's far just one big red. It's more of a red blanket. Yeah, it's more point. of a red. It's a it's a red rainbow, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, while they're devising the plan on how they're getting the fuck off the planet, now that they know what they're dealing with and they have the root, uh, they get a mm-hmm. transmission from. <laughs> Ahsoka and Padme. Oh. <laughs> Ahsoka- yeah. And they look like shit. Ahsoka looks like shit. And Padme has, you know, she could use some moisturizer in the face a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, at this point, Anakin's like, oh, my God. I know they're both sick now. Oh, my God. Ahsoka looks like crap. Oh, my God. Padme. And there's kind of this realization that Padme is going to probably, or from Padme's perspective, she's probably going to die. Right. And so at this point, Padme's like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And she's about to tell Anakin, I love you. Right. Until the transmission cuts off. And Anakin just loses his shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. And, may, and justifiably, that's a very upsetting phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I can see that. 
Yeah. And so that's when he he's he just fucking loses it. And Obi-Wan has to talk him into talking to the angels and shit like that. But do you think I, this just occurred to me back on Naboo, the transmission got cut off. But do you think she finished the sentence? I do. So then Ahsoka's right next to her. Yeah, but but Ahsoka's out of it. Well, she's not that out of it. Come the fuck. Off. I don't know. No, she knows because the I've often wondered because we it's very clear later on in the series that Ahsoka damn well knows that Anakin and Padme are married. She knows. So maybe this episode is the point where Ahsoka first finds out. Mm. Uh huh. Maybe wow. I don't fucking maybe, know. Maybe maybe okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I never even thought about that. So that <laughs> Padme comes out of the closet. Yes, I'm baning your master. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm gonna die anyway, let me just make you uncomfortable. And, and, and Ahsoka's like, <laughs> I've been begging him for a long time. And Ahsoka's like, well, now that it explains why there's all these random ass pieces of glitter and flare <laughs> all over the fucking ship. <laughs> that explains why uh, Anakin keeps leaving his clothes at your house. I always thought yeah. that was weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? Lord have mercy. Anyway, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan make it back to the planet with the cure. They rescue everybody out of the bunker. And uh, Obi-Wan speaks directly to Jar Jar, I think probably for the first time in Clone Wars. For the first time since episode one. I think so. I think you're right. And he's like, hey, so Jar Jar, I heard you suck. Huh? I heard heard you really shit in a fight, buddy. So, uh, yeah. Padme wants you to get trained. We're going to train you how to not lose your shit in a fight, so you threaten everybody's lives, okay? Okay. Like, yeah, but he doesn't all... say it like that. He He's actually... <laughs> yeah, he's actually... A... I'm projecting. Yeah, it's actually a lot worse than that. He's all, oh, Jaja, I hear that you are a master fighter, blah, 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 and so wonderful, but you need training, you know. You need some training. And that's when Rex is like... I am not training him. Yeah. Because Rex fucking hates Jar Jar. Fucking hates This him. is our first... Well, Rex... Rex is such a good soldier, right? We we rarely see Rex's personal opinions of people. Because mm-hmm. he's just doing his job. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good soldier. He doesn't... His opinion doesn't fucking matter. He's got to follow his orders and do his job. But this was a little glimmer of how Rex feels about representative of Naboo, Jar Jar Binks, which is he would rather not ever fucking deal with him, okay? <laughs> this guy made everything ten times worse down there. This fucking guy right here. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so apparently we both hate these episodes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, we've said before, like, even, even uh, Clone Wars episodes we don't like, we could still watch them. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed watching them. Yeah, I, I, I liked parts of it. I think I'll skip these two though. I think I, I if I were if someone were to add, tell me, should I watch these two episodes? I'd be like, mm, I'll skip it. Maybe wait till the I maybe mean, till COVID's done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little less um, stomach churny. I think when you're not in the middle of a pandemic at the time. Yeah, and but yeah, I do think uh, you are correct. These two episodes are not a Star Wars story. They are a sci-fi story. Yeah. But there's just, there's a lot of elements to it that are not, it kind of, it, I would file the, these two episodes in the same category as midichlorians. Remember when they first mentioned oh. midichlorians in episode one? And it was jarring because yeah. like we don't get into micro-fucking biology in Star Wars. That's Star Trek. 
We're not f- suddenly inventing microorganisms that do shit. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars doesn't Star Wars is a space opera. It's not a sci-fi where they like get into like mad scientists and shit like that. So, it did seem it's jarringly inappropriate for the genre. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you is what I'm taking 900 words to say. <laughs> it happens. It happens sometimes. Every now and then. Sometimes I agree with you. But only sometimes. Do we have uh, anything else for these two episodes? I don't. I, I do not. I do not. Okay, good. Because we're an hour and a half. I know. Because it's a long. <laughs> we hate this episode. And yet this is our longest episode yet. <laughs> Ever. Okay. So. Next time, we are going to be talking about the end of season one, because there's a trilogy. Speaking of long episodes, the next episode, we are covering season one, episode 19, Storm Over Ryloth, season one, episode 20, Innocence of Ryloth, and season one, episode 21, Liberty on Ryloth. I think... Something to do with Ryloth, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, there are actually 22 episodes that were aired in season one. Hmm. Would you like to take a guess where season one, episode 22 lands? No. Then I will tell you. Yeah. (laughs) It's in season three. What? Season three. In between between episodes eight and nine. What the? Okay. (laughs) And it makes sense, though, because season one, episode 22 is where we meet Cad Bane. And I feel like they may have put this here. Uh, they may have, you know, lifted this episode and plopped it at the end of season one to maintain interest for another season. Oh. Because Cad Bane is fucking fantastic. I love Cad yeah, Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, it was a teaser, really. Um, but it's, it's a, episode 22 is like Cad Bane and something to do with Zero the Hut. And that whole plot doesn't show up until the middle of season three. Right. So, right. yeah. So yeah, this season will end on season one, episode 21, Liberty on Ryloth. And we will be talking about all three of those next time. Right. And then I think after that, we got something special planned. We got a special, a special little intermission, as it were, in between, before we get into season two. Yeah, I I, uh, just, I'll give people a short preview. Uh, I wanted, I think it's really important to talk about the, what led up to ultimately Disney acquiring LucasArts or Lucasfilm. And uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, a lot of that had to do with what they did, what the two companies did together at, at the Disney theme park. So mm. uh, we're going to, we're going to start discussing that uh, using a particular vessel of a thing. And we'll, a vessel. A vessel. A vessel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Uh, <laughs> end of next episode. Yeah. 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 So that's a little teaser there for you. Yeah. A little episode 22 there for you. little teaser. Yeah. Okay. Are we, are we done? We're, we're done. done. I think we're done. I'm Okie dokie. So I'm, I'm super, I'm starving. I want to go <laughs> eat some lunch now. So I'm going to go eat some tacos. Uh, hey. Oh, wait, I can't because there's no breakfast tacos in California. Anyway. No. Uh, 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 <clears throat> anyway. So, hey, thank you all for listening. We super appreciate that. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, uh, reach out to us on the social medias. We're on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Darkside Divas. Ask us questions. We'll answer them, as you may recall, from nine years ago at the beginning of this episode. We'll totally do it. Uh, we love it. Uh, Chris, what do you got? 
Uh, you can also listen to our podcast on all of the major podcast platforms, be it iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, mm-hmm. Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, please subscribe. Please leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. We'll take it. Uh-huh. Uh, all all press is good press, in my opinion. And uh, <laughs> a quick uh, quick programming note. Also, I'm apparently going to be a Twitcher soon, uh, and I can post information about that. I may do some extra Star Wars stuff outside of that. Uh, so well, there you go. Yeah. So that'll be a thing soon. Uh, sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. I uh, I will most likely not be joining in this endeavor unless Chris asks me very nicely because I don't like to be on on the camera. Camera. I like to be on a microphone. Yeah. Not on a camera. Nobody needs to see my forty year old face. Oh, you could dress in character. You could you could dress up like Ahsoka. You should, sure, I'll just whip up a cosplay real quick. Yeah, yeah. With, with things have I have in around, my house. Right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Put some cones on top of my head and call it done. No, God. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. You could, or, or, or you could just pat, beat your face white, and you can be like, "I'm an angel." I'm an angel. I speak very ethereally. Ooh, I have no relevance to this plot. Ooh. Just like that. Just like that. There you go. Okay, can we end this episode we're, now? We're done. Thank you for listening. <laughs>